Welcome to the Main Street to the World podcast, your passport to boundless travel inspiration and adventure. Brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel, our podcast takes you on an exhilarating journey through a world of destinations and experiences. From the enchantment of Disney destinations and the thrills of Universal Studios parks and resorts, to the elegance of luxury travel and the tranquility of all-inclusive beach resorts. We delve into the diverse realms of travel. Join us as we explore the globe, sharing insights on theme park vacations, cruising, destination weddings, family travel, special needs travel, and so much more. Let your wanderlust be ignited and your horizons expanded as we unlock the treasures of travel together. And the hosts of the podcast are... Hi everyone, I'm April. I'm one of the owners of Coasters and Castles Travel and I love talking with you every week to tell you about our travel experiences and our opinions and recommendations. And I'm the proud mom of two kids that uh, love to travel with me. And hey everybody, I'm Whitney Maddox. Um, I have been a travel advisor with Coasters and Castles for seven years now. And um, I'm a homeschooling mom of two girls, so I always love to incorporate all that when we are in our travels. And we try to get down to Disney and other places every few months here and uh, keep all the good content coming to you so we can keep you updated on everything going on. And I'm Lynn. I'm the other owner of Coasts and Castles Travel. And I'm uh, kind of taking over the travel bug from my dad. My dad loved to travel. And never expected to be doing this in my life but this is where my path has has brought me we are you know exploring the world at this point now we started with areas we knew and checking out new destinations all the time and and happy to share that with you welcome back to the main street to the world podcast and we do want to thank you for those likes shares and subscriptions and we're going to welcome you back to our conversation we started last week with disney cruise line one fun thing about the movies is a benefit of it being disney is if disney is premiering a movie releasing a movie while you're on board ship it will be on the ship so like if the movie was releasing on like thursday night at midnight they would play it and if you were on the ship at thursday night at midnight they would play it i know on our first cruise um the live action jungle book was released that weekend and so we were able to see that on ship. And that was really cool to be able to see. So the movies are all movies that are like, you know, actively playing current movies. It's not like you're watching Disney movies. Oh, movies ago. not at all. Not yeah, at all. They're really good. They do have those in the room, though. On the TV, they have on-demand movies where you can see all the Disney cartoons and the Disney shows. They've got a pretty extensive library that you can watch on-demand in the room. Yeah, we so had that- old movies in ours. Oh, really? In Oh, yeah. Oh, no. We had all good ones. I mean, what I not necessarily, I mean, they had a lot of Marvel and stuff like that. So, um, we watched, we like they, we, the movie we watched was the Tomorrowland one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually had been out for several years when we went. So, yeah. I was like, oh, wow, look at this. This is an old movie. This is an old movie. But uh, we were fine with it. It gave us something to do. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, we have a little bit of time left. Uh, let's talk a little bit about excursions. So, you can book excursions. What I would recommend doing, and I'm going to say this is probably going to be the case when you get there, and this would have been our advice anyway, is to book through Disney Cruise Line. Yes. Might you find the same type of thing through a separate company for cheaper money? Yes. But I wouldn't recommend it. I recommend it for a couple of reasons. One, 
if for some reason something happens and you don't get back in time and you are not booked with Disney, that ship is not waiting for you. Mm-hmm. We have seen many a time when there'll be pictures on social media of the ship pulling away and people are on the dock waving, wait for me, wait for me. Uh-huh. They're not coming back. You might have children on board by themselves. Guess what? They're still not coming back. It's not happening. Uh-huh. If you book through Disney, they will wait for you. Yes. They're not leaving. And every tower company that you can do this through will say, oh, yeah, we guarantee you get you back. Well, what if there's an accident in front of you and you're held up? Yeah. They cannot 100% guarantee that. Two, and this happened with COVID, and, you know, we don't know what the final result will be. You do not know that that company will not go out of business and your money is gone. There is a company who did these that is in bankruptcy right now. And everybody who had excursions booked with them is out their money right now. They will be a claim that the company will have for um, the company can do the um, that you'll be basically listed as a creditor. Yeah, absolutely. And now what did you think of Castaway Key? I really liked Castaway. Um, I didn't get to go on it the first time. Because that was the day I was sick. So my husband did go on board and unsure because I insisted he go. Um, the one thing I found was it was really, really hot there. Like really, really hot. Um, and we went in November. So I would definitely say if you have maybe even an umbrella or something to bring with you to help when you're out there, mm. that might not be a bad thing. Um, if you have a cover-up that's not sheer, that you can give yourself some protection from the sun, when you're just walking around, do that. Uh, bring a bag with you that you can keep stuff in. Um, the The buffet was okay. You know, the food was okay. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. it I wouldn't. It was you know, maybe it was, we got there later in the day. I don't know. It was okay. Um, we did go to the adult area, which was nice. Um, I definitely feel like the day was too short. Mm-hmm. It'd be nicer if they had a longer day. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun there. Uh, they do have a little tram which is helpful because that island is really long. So getting all the way down the adult area, it takes a while. Yeah, you don't want to walk it. That would be a lot to walk. Um, I wish I had taken advantage of some of the excursions that were there, you know, whether it be snorkeling or, uh, we know I love snorkeling, or some of the other things that are out there. Um, We did do the glass bottom boat thing. I was disappointed. Yeah, I was too. Uh, because basically there was a small trough in the middle of the boat that you could look over a ledge to look under. (laughs) It was not what I was expecting at all. And there really wasn't much to see. So I would not do that again. No, I agree. Which was sad because I was really wanted it to be good. And they said that, I think they said that was the last time they were using that boat because they got a new one. But those are companies that are contracted by Disney to provide those services. So it's not Disney running that stuff. Um, Right. So that would that was I mean, I'm glad we did it because we got to see what it was like. But I was definitely disappointed. And there wasn't a lot of places for people to sit. No, there really wasn't. So, yeah, it was I was excited for it. And I was also so. So I know you've been to Casway Key three times. What was your. So the first time we went, that was in April. The one thing I was disappointed about that I didn't realize is the water was pretty chilly. Uh, and that was disappointing because we actually did the stingray experience. So you go and you feed the stingrays and then you can snorkel with the stingray. So my mom was there and my mom is like Nunuka the North when it's 50 degrees out. So, and she does not do cool water. 
she did get in to feed the stingrays, but she got out pretty quickly. Like she wasn't, she wouldn't snorkel on a good day. Like if the water was 90, she wouldn't be snorkeling because that would not be my mom. Um, but she was a trooper and she did get in to do that. And it was cool. They have a platform set up and they have the, and they have your hand on the platform and they actually have it. So the stingray can swim around on top of the platform. So it's just below the surface of the water. So that way you can pet it and you can feed it fish. So that was pretty cool. Um, but it was just, it was really chilly to be swimming in there. So I snorkeled for a very short amount of time and I got out. My son was a fish. He got such a kick out of it because they have, I think it's like 90 stingrays in there. Um, and they're huge. So you can see them and it's not that deep. Um, I mean, when, as you're going out, I don't remember how deep it got. It was, you know, too deep that you couldn't really walk around, but um, you could walk out a good distance. So we did get to do that, but I was disappointed because I'm one that I like bath water. I'm a wimpy swimmer. We know I've talked about that before. Um, so that was one thing we did and I would definitely recommend it again if they have it, you know, as an offering because it was pretty cool. I mean, they've got a lot of things. You can bike ride, you can go kayaking. They do have the Castaway Key 5K. Did Jim do that, Lynn? Jim has done that. Yes. He's done that twice. He did that twice. Um, he did that both times because um, I insisted he do it the first time. Um, and it basically was a, you know, you just go run and I'll see how I feel when I get back. And then I still wasn't feeling good. So I said, just keep, just keep, just go and I'll stay in here. Um, he didn't originally didn't want to leave me. And I'm like, please, yeah, I'm going to feel awful if you don't go. And so he went and he took some pictures and stuff like that. He didn't go in the water. Right? Um, so I'm kind of bummed he didn't do that, but he at least got to enjoy some of the day. Um, and then the second time he ran it, <laughs> this is kind of funny, which is our agency meeting one. Uh, we have some ladies who are rambunctious is a good word for them friendly and so they see him going down the stairs to go off to, to run and they all start hollering at him <laughs> i can just imagine the look on his face My oh, husband yeah. is very shy and very yeah, quiet yeah. he's a wallflower he does not want to be the center of attention and all these people are yelling at him and all this other stuff, stuff he's like oh, out of here. Uh, so you just kind of like looked at them like, like waved and they kept on going but um yeah so he did do it that second time that he said the second time was even hotter than the first time. And you get, you're the first ones off the ship to do that. Yeah. So they it's like, that, seven like seven or seven thirty. Yeah. Um, and then you run the 5k and it's not very far, but still it is really hot in the Bahamas sometimes. And so that was in November. Um, the first time we went was in October and he didn't mention that it was really, really, really hot that day. So maybe it was just unseasonably warm in November, but. Um, he comes back and of course he's drenched wet because of all the, the sweat from that thing. I, I, that reminds me, the nice part I like about Disney is they do have laundry facilities that you can use yourself on the ship. So I was able to take all his stinky clothes and stick it in the thing and not have to put in my suitcases because <laughs> I hate that. Um, but it's but yeah, cool. So, it's not an extra fee to do that. And you get a little no. metal when you're done. So yeah. that's a little fun it is, extra thing. It is the plastic metal. So if you're used to doing Run Disney with uh, at Disney World where you get the metal medals, um, it is not the same quali quality. It's definitely, like I said, it's free. So it's, but it's not, not a bad looking. Um, so yeah, he has that. And uh, he ran that. Then he came back the second time. And, and when he was done with that, he got all changed up. And then we went out onto the, uh, to the island and, and went and enjoyed ourselves. So, um, 
but yeah, we we did a lot of different things. What did you? You've done the stingray. You've done the glass bottom boat. Whatever you have. What else have you done? That was it at Castaway. So when I went with my cousins, we just hung out at the beaches. Okay. So we went to the adult beach, which I love the adult beach because you can walk out for. I mean, I don't know distances, so I'll say fifty yards. I don't know plus maybe a hundred yards. I don't know, but you can walk out and it's like to your barely comes up to your thighs like you can go way out which i think is kind of strange because in the family beaches there are two family beaches and then the one adult beach the family beaches it gets deep fairly quickly so you do have to keep an eye on your kids with that um because you want to make sure they're they're at least decent swimmers they have pelican plunge which is two water slides and that is in the second family beach, but the kids do have to swim to it. You cannot walk to it. So that's something to be careful. And while we were there, my cousin did get stung by a jellyfish. So, I mean, it, it's the ocean. <laughs> you know, there are live beings. They've got areas, you know, blocked off, probably netted off as best they can. But, you know, critters can still come in. It's, it's the wild. It's not, you know, exactly the Disney bubble. Um, so she did get stung by a jellyfish, not bad, but enough that it scared her. Um, so she had enough of that, but yeah, Pelican Plunge does go pretty deep. So when you come off the water slides, you will dunk under and I don't know, it, it might be eight feet. It might be 10 feet. I don't remember the height of it, but it's not for like someone who can't swim because you do have to swim to get to it. Um, so whereas the, the adult beach, you can walk way out and that's not as much of a concern. But if you think about it, if you had to reach your kid quickly and they were way out trying to run through the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you it's wouldn't want them safer to have it be yeah. deeper, closer than the other way around. That's probably true. And, and they do have a kids club on Castaway, too, which is inside. It's in a splash area. So it's not beach or ocean at all. Um, it's just a splash area where they've got the fountains praying on you and everything. And that is part of the kids club. So you can check your kids in there and they're good. They're fine. And you don't have to worry about their swimming capabilities. Um, so that's a nice thing on Castaway. So you can check them in there and then you can go to the adult beach. They have a few extra offerings for lunch at the adult beach buffet because there's cookies, there's cookies too. And then the adult beach one, and I don't remember what that's called. Um, for the buffets and that's all included for lunch, but they stop serving by like two o'clock. Like the Island starts, you know, really closing up by like two o'clock, if not a little bit later, you know, most people are working their way back to the ship. I think, um, the latest to return to the ship is about four. Yeah. Um, cause they, I know I like to get there like an hour ahead of time just because yeah, I feel um, better than I get cleaned up and all that stuff. And they absolutely. have spa on there. They have spa on, yeah, on, they do. on land as well. And sometimes you can get a deal. So if they haven't sold a lot of spas on on the island, you might be able to get a deal. So you can see if there's any specials being run for them. Mm -hmm. And I know my, door, my daughter did um, hair braiding on the island. So she was able to do that, um, that first trip. And they have um, uh, two gift shops, two small gift shops. So one that has Castaway Key. And the only place you can buy Castaway Key souvenirs is in the gift shop at Castaway Key. So if you wait till you get back on the ship, you're not getting any. That's important to know if you're a shopper. And then the other um, shop had kind of Bahamian souvenirs. So not Disney Castaway specific, which was nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a really nice day there. Um, yeah. Be careful. And I would, 
always caution you to bring like a Benadryl cream with you when you go. Mm. Um, because in the Caribbean Sea, you could get bitten by sea lice. Mm-hmm. And I know one of our agents has had that problem every time she's gone there, where she's had that, that she's been bitten by sea lice. And it's basically, you look like you've had a bunch of little uh, mosquito bites or flea bites is more like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in small little bumps, um, but it's really itchy and can be uncomfortable. So right. if you bring Benadryl cream with you, if you do get bitten by sea lice, you can always, you know, take that uh, and put that on there. So. Today's Main Street to the World episode is proudly brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel. Ready to bring your travel dreams to life? Look no further. Coasters and Castles Travel is your ultimate full-service agency, specializing in a wide range of travel experiences. From Disney destinations and Universal Studios parks and resorts, to cruises, ocean, river, expedition, and luxury. All-inclusive resort vacations, luxury escapes, European adventures, destination weddings, group travel, special needs travel, adult-only getaways, and of course, family adventures. Our team of expert travel advisors is here to craft the perfect journey for you. Whether you're seeking thrilling theme park experiences or luxurious cruises, every detail will be tailored to perfection. And if the world of travel planning beckons you. Coasters and Castles Travel is currently welcoming applications for travel advisors. For more details, explore www.travelcnc.com or reach out via email at info at travelcnc.com. Now let's dive back into the excitement. Yeah, it, and it can rain. It can rain while you're on Castaway Key. It happens. Weather happens. I know it happened to us, and we were kind of hiding out in the gift shop for a while. It, fortunately, when we were there, we had it rain twice, and it passed quickly. So yeah. it was a short stint. Everybody's wet anyway, and it's not really cold rain, so it's just inconvenient. But yeah, it happens. Um, I don't remember about towels. Towels are on the island. So, okay. so that's one interesting thing about Castaway Key. I think there's... Um, I feel like there's like a hundred people or so that lived on the island that would help to take care of everything and take care of, you know, certainly um, landscaping and the stingrays and all of that. But anyone else, when we dock, when you dock into Castaway, crew comes off the ship to go work on the island and they and bring all the supplies. The, the yeah. food comes off the ship. The towels come off the ship. Everything comes off the ship and gets set up on the island. So it's very likely that you'll see your server from dinner the night before working the buffet at Cookie um, yeah. because they have rotations that they get to do that. Um, and then at the end of the day, once all of the um, guests have gone back on board, you see the crew come back to on board. They bring everything from the island, all the food, uh, the Crap. trash the towels, any linens, whatever, come back onto the ship. So they really leave minimal on the ship. So you don't need to have towels with you. They will have that provided. You just need to bring your own sunscreen. Otherwise, they have it there for purchase um, and that type of thing. And now I will say this is unlike other, other cruise lines. Other cruise lines, you may have to sign your towel out to bring it with you. 
So just keep that in mind to check and see with your cruise line what their policy is so you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, okay, so when you went, all three of the cruises you went were you hit Nass- Nassau and you hit and Castaway. Castaway. Yes, yeah. That's, of I, mine were the same thing. We mm-hmm. hit Nassau and Castaway Key. The first time we did Castaway, we did Nassau. Uh, we got off the ship. And we were told to be careful because it's really weird. It's almost like you're going to a meat market. It really is. You come off and everybody and their brother is hanging around customs to actually get you to buy something from them or to take a ride with them. So we had this one guy who told us it was going to be, you know, X number of dollars. And he was going to take us on a buggy ride throughout the whole island. Like, okay, well, that sounds good. Doesn't sound too expensive. Yeah, it was a ripoff. Mm. an absolute ripoff he made sure to bring us to the atm machine to get more money because we didn't have enough cash on us <laughs> uh, we went on one street he told us what was on that one street but that was it it was really just his one street oh like, this is not the whole island so i would definitely not do that again so i would not do any of those things when i got off um if you want to do nassau i would say plan an excursion through disney and that might be the only thing you're allowed to do when you get back from COVID anyway but i still say you're better off doing that Um, I know that they've been working, the Bahamian government has been working on dealing with the number of people that's in that area because people were uncomfortable getting off the ships to go there. And you will see when you are there, you will see four, five other ships potentially. Mm -hmm. I was in there when there were five other ships. I only went on shore once because I honestly, unless I was going to go to Atlantis, which I didn't do, we chose not to do that the second time. Um, I, I have no desire of getting off there again because there's really nothing else I want to do there. Um, I would like to go to Atlantis and check that out. I know you've done that. You did this from the dolphins. There. Uh, yeah, I've been to Atlantis twice. The first time we did the aqua venture. So we did the swim with the dolphins and my mom, again, Nanook of the North mom did go in that water and that water was cold, but she was a trooper. She got into her water up to her hips in cold water to pet the dolphin and she kissed the dolphin and she hung in there. Um, but that was chilly. And so, but that was a good, you know, everybody had fun. And then we did the, the water park. And I have to say when we went, it was during what the Northeast has for April vacation, our spring vacation time. So I think everyone from new England was in Atlantis at that time. It was, we couldn't find a seat to sit on. It was so busy. And the tough part was my son wanted to go down every water slide, which of course he could, but I was afraid to leave once I found a place to sit, which basically I found a chair that had towels on it. I pushed them aside. and I sat on the end of it because I'm like, there were no available seats. Everybody just had their stuff all over them. And I couldn't leave that seat because I would never find my son again. I mean, Atlantis is huge and the water park is pretty extensive that we would be zigging and zagging. Like if he was trying to find me and I was trying to find him, it would never happen. So I sat there for hours because I was afraid to move so he could do all the water slides. So that was a disadvantage. And then my mom is not going on any water slides. So that was kind of a waste for her. So she kind of just sat and hung out. Um, Too bad she could have just sat on the chairs and kept the chairs. (laughs) I know, I know. But it was like, we were afraid to move because we would just lose each other. So that was, we needed definitely a better system for that day. Now that I know if we ever did it again, we would definitely have a different routine. And, you know, now he has a phone and we use a waterproof case and so on and so forth yeah. that we could definitely do it much better. The second time when I went with my cousins, we did a tour of Atlantis 
And that went through um, maybe half of the resort. I mean, the resort is pretty huge. Um, So we did cover a decent amount of territory that it went through like where the aquariums are. We went by where the casino is, where the marina is. I mean, Atlantis, they have, uh, I think it's like six different areas that make up the Atlantis resort. And they're all kind of a different style and a different theme. The um, aquariums are really cool. And the one water slide that my son gets a kick out of goes in, like the tunnel goes through the shark tank. So you're kind of like going swishing by by the sharks. Um, So that's pretty neat. And um, we had fun with that. I mean, it was interesting to be able to see more of the resort and kind of get a, a, you know, a good taste of it. I would definitely go and stay there. I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, there's quiet areas. They do have like adult buildings. So, you know, you can go and just kind of hide out. They've got, um, you know, the more exciting areas. They've got the family areas. Um, It's really pretty extensive. There's like a little um, town that's where the marina is, where it's got cute little stores and um, restaurants where we stopped to have lunch. And um, and it was nice. So it was just, you know, it's about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from where the boat docks. Um, of a bus ride. And you do, you know, if you do any excursions, any drivers of that take you have some cash on hand so that way you can give them a tip, you know, if you feel so inclined to do so, because, you know, there, there's, I'm sure they're not getting paid a lot. And um, if they do a good job, they give you tips. Like the one guy on the bus ride, he was telling us the sites and, you know, in Nassau, the buildings are colored. And I don't remember, you know, some are yellow, some are pink, some are green. And depending on what they're, purpose was, was how they were colored. You know, if they're municipal buildings or if they're government buildings, they're different colors. And uh, again, I don't remember the whole pattern of it, but it was pretty cool. So we'd point out things as we were driving over to um, Paradise Island where Atlantis is. So yeah, it was really pretty cool. So definitely worth checking out. I think pink is the one for the government buildings because I remember him pointing out the the capital, which was pink, Mm -hmm. the guy that took us around. So Yeah, I think I wouldn't mind doing like one of the tours. There's a lot of tours you can do through Nassau where, you know, through Disney booked that you can see some of the history of the island. There's an old fort. And um, I think they have like an ecological park that you can see. And um, I feel like there's a chocolate tour that I remember seeing, too. There is a chocolate tour. Yeah. So that might be something we could probably convince ourselves to check out for research purposes. That might Um, be really yeah, that might be cool. But yeah, I, I feel like, Lynn, that, you know, getting off the ship and just going like through the, the market area, I, I don't like having to haggle for things. Like, just tell me what the price is and I'll decide if that's what I want to pay or not. I don't because when it's a haggle situation, I never feel like I'm paying the fair price. So it makes me not want to buy things because even if you like get them to a price, it's like, oh, should it be cheaper than that? Am I paying too much money? Um, and that makes me uncomfortable. So yeah, I try to avoid was- that. Uh, mine wasn't as much of a worrying about the haggle as worrying about um, some of the other issues of it. Yeah. Well, one important tip is once you check onto the ship, you put your passport in the room safe and you don't take it out until you're leaving the ship. To go into Nassau, um, you don't need to take your passport. You can just take your your room card and your ID. So they recommend to not take your passport. Really? We were told to bring our passport. Really? No, I never. I didn't bring yeah. my passport. You know, it's not recommended because if it gets lost or stolen, um, you need to then go to the embassy. So, yeah, I didn't yeah, need my no, passport. As long as you're, you're with the ship and with Disney, you just show your room card and your ID and you're on. 
Because they take your, again, when you check in, they take your picture so they can look at your ID, look at your picture and it's you. Um, Tough to fake. So yeah, so I didn't take my passport off. And anytime you're traveling internationally, it's good to have like a scanned copy of your passport um, emailed to yourself or a picture saved in your phone or something. Because if you do lose or um, your passport gets stolen, you're going to want your passport number. And it's going to be much easier, I think, for the embassy to help you if you have your passport information. So yeah. I know I don't have no idea what my passport number is. So and, and, and probably, they would want to just take your information, take your word for that the number is either. So if you have a exactly a picture of it, you can prove that you're a face on there. So right, right. Absolutely. Exactly. And, you know, prior to COVID, when it was a closed loop cruise, which means you are leaving and returning to the same port, you technically didn't have to have a passport. You needed a, an a identification and an original birth certificate. However, it is a risk that if, God forbid, something happened and say you got hurt in Nassau and you get stuck and you have to go to the hospital, well, the ship's going to leave without you and you're going to need to find another means to return back to the U.S., you're going to need a passport at that time. You're you're going to run into or a problem. You miss the ship. Yes. Yeah, exactly. If you're on a different excursion and you miss the ship or whatever, you know, life happens, um, then you're running into problems if you don't have a passport for everyone. Now, when okay. sailing returns, who knows what that criteria is going to be, if it's going to be a similar thinking or if everyone's going to be required to have a passport to sail. Who knows? But we will always say that we highly recommend having a passport, yes. no matter what. It's um, worth it because you're you're less apt to have an issue if you have an if you have a passport than if you don't. Right. So for your own sake, it is worth it to get that passport. passport. Right. You know, and chances are, if you go on one cruise, you're probably going to want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I. I. You may get the bug, and. You know, the nice thing is if you're an adult, your passport lasts for 10 years. Kids, they last for five years. So that's the bummer of it. And I know my son now, we're hitting the five-year mark. So you can't renew a child's passport. You need to get a new passport. So he's in this year. We'll have to get a new passport because we do have a cruise for next year booked. Um, So that's that one piece of it. And unfortunately, I think it'll be another five-year passport because he's under 18. But it is what it is. Um, but it, it's just worth it having that peace of mind. So now you don't have to go through that. And God forbid, if there was a problem, you're covered because at least you have the passport. You can come back to the U.S. without having to go through lots of red tape. And if you're prepared, then it won't happen. And the one thing we will tell you is there's not much we can help you with if you get stuck on an island or in another country and you don't have a passport. So we cannot you know, intervene on your behalf with the state department. Uh, we can give you numbers to call, but that's one of those things we cannot do. So please, 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 please. Yes. Have a passport. And another important thing we do recommend is travel insurance for cruising. Oh yes. Cause again, life happens. There's so many things that could be beyond your control. I mean, what if, you know, the ship broke down and you're stuck in the ocean and you need to find another way to return. I mean, granted, I'm sure, you know, the, the company is going to take care of you as best they can, but there may be limitations. Or, you know, you, again, you got hurt in Nassau. Now you need medical care in Nassau. United States private insurance isn't going to cover medical care in Nassau. 
any United States insurance, whether no. it's public or private, is not yes. covering it. And true. honestly, when you are in another country, they don't have the same laws there that you have here. Yeah. Here you go to an ER, they have to treat you regardless of whether you have insurance. Mm-hmm. If you're in another country, you fork up that money for that treatment first. Yes. Yes. You're paying you first before you have that surgery. Or they reset your bone or whatever. Look into, when you're looking into the travel insurance is, will they pay up front? Because I, I, I heard this story when I first became an agent. Um, there was an agent who had been in an agent for twenty, at least 20 years. And he said that he doesn't sell any trips that don't have travel insurance on them. He refuses to book those people. And he said he had customers that had come back to him year after year after year for 20 years. They had never needed their insurance. Well, they decide this one time to book without it. He says, I'm sorry, I can't book you. He gets a call. They're in the Bahamas. She fell and broke her hip. He's like, I can't help you. You don't have travel insurance. It ended up costing this couple about $60,000 between her medical treatments and his lodging and being able to actually get back to the States after she had her hip surgery. So, you know, it just have it, you know, it doesn't cost that much money. I apologize. I have hiccups all of a sudden. It no. doesn't cost that much money to, to get a policy. Um, and, you know, we can certainly provide you details on several third party insurance companies, which means that that insurance company is in the business just for insurance. That's what they do. They are not, it's not part of the cruise line. And so you can, most of those companies will have, in fact, all three of the ones we deal with have multiple different levels of policy. So you can pick and choose what you want. The thing to remember is 90% of the time with a third party travel insurer, you need to add that within a certain number of days of when you book your trip. Otherwise, you'll have exist a situation where pre-existing conditions will not be covered. And a pre-existing condition could be as simple as you have high blood pressure, even if it's medically com- uh, controlled, because they will subpoena your medical records. And if you have a heart attack while you're you know, in destination, you are not covered. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know that information and to talk to your travel advisor when you are actually booking your trip and have that decided within that amount of time. Even if you're saying... I want to look at different policies. Tell me what the times I have to get this on here by is in order for those pre-existing medical conditions to be covered. So that's, I mean, I never got travel insurance before I became an agent. Yeah. I always thought it was like way expensive and why should I do that? I don't need it. Yeah. I won't go without it now. No. I mean, you, you get insurance for your house, you get insurance for your car, your boat, your life, medical. I mean, it's insurance is there if you need it. That's that's the point of it. You know, hopefully you don't need it, in which case, you know, you're just paying for that that little bit of security. But when you need it, it's a great thing to have. And now a word from our sponsor. Coasters and Castles Travel is a full service travel agency that has vacation specialists who focus on theme park travel, ocean and river cruises, all inclusive beach, beach vacations and group travel. Our advisors love assisting clients to take the stress out of planning a vacation. With our help, we, you can take that precious time before your vacation and focus that on your family and friends. We are even there to assist you while you're in destination and will happily advocate on your behalf. Have you ever thought about becoming a travel advisor or a travel agent and building your own business? Coasters and Castles Travel is currently accepting applications for new advisors. You can reach us via our website at www.travelcnc.com and click on the Join Us link. 
If you would like to schedule a consultation with one of our vacation specialists, simply go to our website at www.travelcnc.com and click on the Get Started Planning Now button. We're also available by phone at 844-422-8785 or by email at info, that's I-N-F-O, at travelcnc.com. Now on with the show. So, so um, what is an itinerary with Disney? Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's like, yes, I want to do them all. Uh, I want to go to Alaska. Me too. I want a Mediterranean cruise. I want a Northern European cruise, like the Norway Fjords, and I, just all of it. England, Ireland, Scotland. Um, yes, that's really all I can say. <laughs> cruise to, I, I want them all. Cruise to Hawaii, eventually cruise to Asia. Um, it just, they keep adding itineraries. So my list is getting longer and longer and longer of where I need to go. So I want to do them all. Um, right now I'm trying to cover the Caribbean and Mexico and, and get that all like, yes, check those boxes. Cause those are the closest. And yeah. then we're going to keep branching out from there, but I, I just want to do them all. And one nice thing about most cruise lines is while you're on board, you can like with Disney, you can book a placeholder cruise. So while you're on board, you can go to the next cruise desk and it's $250 deposit. And that is to secure you to book a cruise in the next two years. So you have two years to use that. And it's a 10% discount. Yes. Yeah. So you get a 10% discount on that future cruise. So you're not saying today, this is unless you know, I mean, you may know, in which case you can certainly book it. And if you were booked on this cruise with a travel advisor, that travel advisor could help you with that next cruise. Just let them know that you um, did book a placeholder cruise so that way they can help you manage it. But again, you have up to two years to use that date and you get the 10% discount and it's fabulous. That's what I've done for each of my cruises is I've booked a placeholder for the next one. Um, And that is my next cruise that I'm going on next year with my placeholder. So well worth doing. And again, most cruise lines do offer something similar. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, where's your ideal itinerary? I definitely, my next link is definitely the Caribbean because I've been on one Caribbean course and I'm bad. I don't know which itineraries are Western, Eastern, Southern. Um, I know the one I went to was with a Norwegian and it was uh, the Cayman Islands. Uh, it was Grand Cayman. It was Jamaica. It was... Um, you went to Cozumel, right? Cozumel. Oh, and then their private island, which is right next to Royal Caribbean's, by the way. You literally can't miss it. <laughs> you drive by like, wait a minute. That's Royal Caribbean's uh, perfect day at, co- at, at Coco Cay. Coco Cay. Like, what's the name of that first thing? Brain fog. Um, so, yeah, um, I definitely want to do that. Um, I think I want to try on Castaway Key. I want to try that Sitting Ray thing. You would love that, especially for snorkeling. You would love I that. Would it's so cool. Love, love yeah. that. I would love it if it was a little warmer water. I mean, it was when we went in August, it was warmer and November, it wasn't bad. Uh, just April it was really cool. So, and again, you know, my range of cool could be warm for somebody else. I, again, just like bath water. Um, so what do you think about now that it's the end of the cruise and it's time to get off? What's the procedure like for this embarkation? Yeah, so that's kind of weird, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, 
you actually need to get your bags ready the night before. Mm-hmm. So pick out whatever outfit you're going to wear and have room in whatever carry-on you're going to have to put your PJs. And don't forget your toothbrush. Keep your toilet your out that you're going to need. But have room in that, in that carry-on bag for that stuff because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to be trying to carry that around while you're leaving. And that's not fun. Um, all your bags get brought off the ship and they get put into an area um, for customs. And you basically get a check-in area. Now, I will caveat this with saying sometimes you're an unlucky person who misunderstands the rules and you bring something you're not supposed to bring. My first time wasn't an issue because I didn't realize it was not against the rules and they never took it out of my bag. Mm. Uh, I am the girl who travels with a heating pad because I have pain 365 days a year and at night i will put that on my hips or my leg and it helps me get through the night the second time i was there they took it out of my bag and left me a little slip that said i had to basically claim it when i got back so that was a pain because i had to go do that first as i'm waiting to go through customs um and then you pick up your bag and they you you bring your bags through you have to do a customs declaration which basically says if you bought anything on the islands, you have to declare if you've spent more than a certain dollar amount. Um, and then they'll ask you some questions. They'll ask you if you brought any uh, shells or sand or uh, fruits or vegetables or yeah, anything along those lines. It is against the law to bring shells and sand back from the Bahamas. So don't take the sand from Castaway Key. Don't take the water from Castaway Key. Um, or any other place. Uh, don't take shells from there, any of that stuff, because it is against the law to do that. Yeah, and the um, fruit is a big one. They tell you it's like a $10,000 fine or something if you take fruit from the Bahamas. Like, it's a lot. So, uh, you know, it's weird, too, because when you go other places, too, uh, you're not allowed to bring food onto the island, mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to bring food off of the island. So we had one excursion we did with Norwegian that it was a long excursion and there was no lunch for it along the way. And it was, we were starving. I was so hungry because I only eat a little bit at a time. So, you know, I mean, I eat frequently and to go, you know, six hours without food, I was dying. <laughs> I was so hungry. I was dying to get back on the ship so uh-huh. I could have to eat. But so, yeah, that was one of the things that was frustrating to me. Um you know, I think maybe you might be able to bring like something prepackaged or whatever, you know, with you, like bring some nuts or something. So you have something, but try to plan if you're doing an excursion to have something with food in it so that you are good. Um, but yeah, um, so it's, it's an interesting situation. It can be a little frustrating or challenging when you're going through the, the customs lines with all your bags. Because especially if you're you have clunky suitcases or if you have a lot of them and you're trying to maneuver everything, that can be a little challenging. Um, it's it's like going through the long lines when you're in TSA, not TSA, but before TSA when you check your bags in the airport, mm-hmm. but you're waiting in a longer line mm-hmm. because everyone who comes off the ship is going through. Now I will say, and maybe they've changed it because there's new technology that's out since then. I don't know if Disney might have updated it, but I know that when I took my Norwegian cruise in December of 2019. We actually could do our customs right on the ship. And you walked out this one area and you stood in front of this um, because everyone was assigned a different area to go. And you stood in front of this machine that basically took a picture of you and matched you up to your your uh, passport photo. So that was pretty interesting. And that was pretty quick, to be honest with you. So that was nice. Um, So that was definitely, you know, a little different than I expected. But that was it was nice. What about you? 
So one thing I definitely want to mention is you do get breakfast before you leave, but you are off the ship. So as I mentioned before, wherever you have your last restaurant meal, so if Animator's Palette is your last dinner, that's where you're going to have breakfast the next morning. If you have main seating dining, you're out of your room about quarter past six in the morning to be down for breakfast for 6.30. That means you are checked out of your room. You're done. You're not going back to that room. You go to breakfast for 6.30. From breakfast, you're off the ship. So we were off the ship and cleared customs and on our merry way by 8 a.m. So it's possible to make park opening getting off the ship. If you have second seating, dining, then your breakfast is like 7.30, quarter to eight or so, and you're off the ship by nine, I believe. I always do main seating, so I haven't done the second seating, but um, pretty much everybody's off the ship by 9 a.m. So and if you need early to, morning. you can switch it. So if you had early yeah. flight information, you can switch it to an earlier time. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Or you can, they won't let you lose the other way. Um, and if you choose to not have breakfast and if you just want to leave the ship, you can do that too. You totally can do that. Um, so Disney Cruise Line does have transportation that you can add. It is an additional cost to go from Orlando International Airport to the port or um, the port to the airport or to the resorts to the Walt Disney World Resort. So you can go from Walt Disney World or the airport to the port and reverse it, just to clarify that. Um, so that can be coordinated prior to um, your cruise or while you're on the cruise, you can coordinate your transportation if you need a ride, um, if you're doing it through Disney or if you choose to do private hire or if you want to do ride share or whatever, you can always coordinate that. But just know that um, – you're off the ship pretty early and you have your day. I know we've gotten off the ship and made it to park opening at like animal kingdom. <laughs> and we're there like first thing, like, and it throws you like, didn't we just get off a ship? And now we're are, like jumping into a Disney day. Um, so for me, I don't want to get off a ship and have to go to an airport because it's really depressing to get off the ship. Like the ship is just beautiful and it's just fun and everything about it is wonderful. And so to get off the ship is really depressing. So to have to go home immediately after getting off the ship, uh, that would be, I'd probably be crying. So I have to like bookend the trip with throwing in a couple of Disney days just to have a little something else to look forward to, to kind of soften the blow that you're no longer on the cruise ship. Anymore. And you just have the to look forward would, to the next cruise. The other thing I would say is kind of pre-cruise, don't plan your flight the same day as your cruise takes off. Absolutely not. For any cruise, fly in at least the day before. Life happens. Flights get delayed. Weather happens. The ship is not going to wait for you if your flight is late and you're coming in on the same day you're getting into the ship. The ship is not going to wait for you. You now have to find a way to go get to the ship and pay for it. Now, so, if it's a case where you do have flights and something happens, you know, you do want to call the cruise line immediately. Yeah. And let them know. Um, and your travel advisor can do that for you. They can help with that, but sometimes it's a coordination thing to make sure they get there. Um, I know I heard about somebody whose, you know, flight got delayed and they were supposed to fly in the night before and it got canceled or whatever. They flew in the next day and that was later. And literally Disney cruise line had somebody waiting at the airport to pick them up and bring them right to the port. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Disney, especially, I don't know about other cruise lines because I haven't heard this stuff. They probably do something, but I don't want to promise something. I don't know for sure. Yeah. But definitely do that. But it's really, if you plan to be there the night before, 
it's going to make life easier. There are a lot of hotels that are near the ports. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. You can park your car at, and then you know, if you have a car or whatever, you can do that. Um, it makes it a lot easier. And if you if you want to go to the parks first, because you're going to you know, sail out of Port Canaveral, um, it's not that bad of, of a, a drive there. Um, and so you can take the, the bus. The one thing I would say is if you're taking the, the Disney transportation, it's going to get you there later. Yes, you will not get there first thing. So we, I liked being there earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I had more of the ship to myself. Mm-hmm. And that actually brings up another thing I just thought of, which people may not realize. People think Disney Cruise are like, oh, my God, all the kids on board. Well, guess what? Disney Cruise Line is the only cruise line that allows children that limits the number of children on board. Mm-hmm. Yes, you heard me correctly. They limit the number of children on board, and it's based on the number of camp counselors they have. So they don't ask you, is your kid going to use the camp? Okay, yes, you can You can bring them on board, even though we've already hit our, our level. It doesn't matter. They can have a room that could hold four adults. And, you know, if you tried to book that with two kids and two adults, it won't let you. Because if they've hit the, the kid kid level, you're not bringing the kids on. So it's, it's a definitely an interesting thing. So we honestly... I, I wouldn't say I felt like I was smothered in kids. Now, I like kids, so it's not like I was looking to not be, but I didn't feel like I was smothered. And there are some adults only areas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, kids are going to be kids. Um, you have to be at least six months old to be on the ship. So you can have some young ones on the on board, um, but you can avoid them. You know, I mean, it's tough for you going to the movie. The kids might be in the movie. The kids might be in the theater, but you know, don't go to the, the kid's pool, you know, go to the adult pool. Um, and there, there's plenty of ways. And even like, you know, the ship for someone, you know, I, I personally have said that I like the ships better than the parks. I do. Um, you know, they're, they're very different animals. And, um, you know, the ships are not like, they're more subtle Disney in a lot of ways. I mean, you definitely can see characters on board. You can avoid them if you don't want to. Um, and you know, there's subtle Disney pictures and there's soft Disney music in the background, uh, and the rooms, you know, you have a few Mickey heads here and there, and, you know, you have some pictures, but it's, it's not so in your face that it's not like you're in the middle of fantasy land on board ship. Um, it's very elegant. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. And every minute, like you pass by a crew member, you see that they are cleaning or wiping or working on something. I mean, every detail is just covered. They take so much pride in their ship. Um, it's amazing. They're, it's just, they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. And I have to say, when Lynn said you go into Nassau and you see other ships there, I remember the first time that we went to Nassau and we saw the other ships and we saw our ship. And it was kind of like, ha ha, our ship is better. <laughs> a little bit feeling like that. And I'm not going to say any names because there are a lot of nice cruise lines out there. But the exterior, you know, many of the other ships are just kind of sterile white. And Disney's not. You know, Disney, Disney's a pop and it's it's very noticeable. And and it's cute. Like if you see do, two Disney ships pass and we had that, um, I don't remember which ship. It might have been the Magic. Um, one time we saw and they'll sit there and they'll play their horns back and forth. And it's only horns that are like do, 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 do. Um, you know, it has the, the Disney tones and it, it's just those little things that are like, oh, so many. that happened when the Encore came into port in New York. The Encore oh. was the Norwegian's ship 
And when it came into port in New York, and we were going on it for the um, for uh, the inaugural, mm-hmm. and they had a horn out. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So they their horn. They're like, meh, meh. and Disney goes, do 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 do. I know Disney has one. a pretty horn, and the other ones are just born. So that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, I did notice uh, that the outside of some of the other ships were definitely not in as top repair. Yes. Um, chip paint, that type of stuff. Um, and, and honestly, I went on it after dry dock and they were still painting stuff. Oh, yeah. On my, always, on always working. It. Like, I mean, what else could you have possibly to do after it just came out of dry dock? But, you know, they don't do everything in dry dock because they just only have so much time. And, and honestly, they want to keep their crew members busy. So there's always somebody spoofing up something in there. Um, so it's it's definitely a a really beautiful ship and i was surprised to be honest with you when i came on at how elegant it was that atrium area is just absolutely stunning it really and the the main the huge chandelier in the middle of it is unbelievable it's just gorgeous absolutely uh you know i i hate to compare it to the titanic just because of what happened but you know the grandeur and the majesty that you imagine of the titanic those are the disney ships i mean it's just everything is brass and gold and just lush and just beautiful marble everywhere and oh my goodness lots of glass and oh it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous yeah it was it was really really stunning and i was surprised um but i definitely feel like there's a lot you do not know when you go on their ships for the first time Mm -hmm. and the one thing i tell our agents now to do is when you go on the ship even if you've been a bunch of other times, look at it from a perspective of what would somebody not know the first time they come on? You know, are there um, are there things like, you know, the things that are included and not, not include, included? Do they realize all that stuff there? Um, are there things that, you know, they should bring with them or shouldn't bring with them? Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought a heating pad would be an issue. I know now. And so... And even when we did the encore, I couldn't bring the heating pad. And we were just at do- at dock the whole time. Yeah. So it's just, it, you know, just understanding all those little things. Um, and, and honestly, there is just as much planning involved in a cruise as there is in a regular Disney vacation. Absolutely. Because you have your shore excursions and, you know, what you're going to do here, what you're going to do there. Um, even to the point of, you know, planning out your spending money. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you really could spend a lot of money on those things. Um, and there can be some deals to be had if you buy things ahead of time. If you buy like spa, spa packages, I think there's some sort of a discount if you buy it ahead of time. So, you know, I'm not going to promise that that's absolutely going to be the case, but we can always look at that for you and see if there is any kind of a, a pre-booking discount. Um, they definitely want to sell as many of those as they can. Um, so they're going to, you know, encourage people to get them ahead of time. Um so what would you think would be a question that somebody might ask if they didn't know about a, a cruise? I think we covered a lot of them. She's not thinking. I, of I, I think we've covered quite a bit. I think a big piece of knowing that the ship is cashless is important. Um, so what's included and what's not is really a big piece of the puzzle. You know, many things are included. It is possible to eat and drink on the ship and not pay any extra for it, but you need to know what to eat and drink in order for that to happen. Room service is included, but like Lynn said, if it's a prepackaged item like a can of Coke um, that you're getting with your room service, 
then that's not included and that's an additional cost. And you can tip for room service. And the recommendation is like a dollar per item type thing. So that is an additional thing that you would tip for. Um, Oh, I didn't hear about that. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's one thing that I have heard. And I know to talk about room service quick. We We forgot big things. I'm sorry. We forgot a big thing. Okay. Well, you think of that thought. Well, I just mentioned this. We ordered room service that first morning that we got to Nassau after I've been sick for the night. So I'm like, oh, you know, just get like some cereal and some toast or something. So my kids ordered some things. So we ordered room service and my kids ordered it and, you know, just get whatever. Because there were four people in the room, they brought us four of everything they ordered. So we got like four orange juices, four cereals, four things of toast, four donuts, I think four croissants. I mean, it was like, it wasn't like you could just do, they brought some of everything. (laughs) Like we had so much food in our room. And unfortunately I had like, because I always travel with Ziploc bags because that's what I do. So many of the things I was able to put in the bags, we put the juice in the refrigerator because there is a mini fridge in the room. So that's a nice thing. So the food didn't end up going to waste. I mean, the toast didn't last, but you know, many of the things we were able to eat along the way, but we had no idea that apparently you really do need to be specific when you're ordering because you can end up with a lot of food. Um, So that was a lesson and you had something you wanted to share. Yes. So there is an activity that is not started by Disney. Um, it is not uh, run by Disney. Um, although the last cruise we were on, we had heard that they were starting some options to do some of this stuff. But they have a thing called fish extenders. And so I, we'll have to see if it's an, an option going forward. I but know. fish extenders. I hope that doesn't go away. Where basically you can sign up for a group ahead of time. There's Facebook groups for it. And you just basically look for your cruise as a group. And then you go out there and you sign up for a group. You learn about the people in your group. You're assigned a smaller group. So it's not like hundreds of people that you're in on. Yeah, like 10. And Yeah. Um, and then you either make or get little gifts for each room. And people will hang out a fish extender, which is basically this little thing that hangs off of your little, uh, the little thing that's at your door. Sometimes it's a fish. Sometimes it might be something else. Um and it will basically have it's basically where they would put your mail if you have communication from them and all that other stuff. And then you uh, they have, you basically hang it from there and people put goodies in your in your little bin that you have. Mm-hmm. So you there's instructions online on how to make them. You can buy them made all that stuff. There's so many different things you can do. Oh, yeah, it's huge. And they're so like pockets. So we actually for our fish extender, we bought a nursery organizer, a wall. So they're four wall pockets, which works out perfect for the four of us. And my mom decorated them because she's super creative. And so we each have like our character represented on our pocket. And you can do a gift for the cabin or do a gift for each person in the cabin. It's totally up to you. And there are groups that will be like just kids. Some are just adults. Some are mixed. Um, And it's completely optional. So not anything you have to do. And there's all kinds of swaps, too. There's like magnet swaps, ornament swaps. Um, there's tons of groups on Facebook, so you just have to search it again. I'm hoping with COVID that doesn't go away. It may just not be a thing for a little while until things really start to settle down. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And I found I got some souvenirs that I would have never had otherwise that I really treasure from the fish extenders. And some people will give you things that are a little hokey or a little really cheap. Um, take it as somebody thought to do something. Um, I've seen some people get really upset that they didn't get this high quality item back. Stop. Come on now. 
it's a gift exchange. You know, there's not a dollar limit on it. It's, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of things that there were things I would never use. I'm thankful that I got something. Mm-hmm. You know, it was somebody thought of me and that's all there is to it. Um, there's other times when, you know, I me mean, you'll get some really, really nice things. I mean, I got some things. I was like, oh, my goodness. this looks. Like I agree. Um, I got some some little bracelets that people made, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. So it, it's meant to be a fun activity. And this is, again, not done by Disney. Disney does not organize this. No. Um, I know they did have, when we were on there last time, they, you could actually buy a fish extender, the pocket type thing from them. Um, and I think there were even some gifts that you could buy there as well. So if you wanted to join a late one, you could do that. Um, but it's it's really better to do it separately and look and see what you can get Um you know, uh, back at home or make something. I mean, and a lot of times people want to see something from your area. I remember one time I, I was there for a Halloween cruise. And so I did a lot of Halloween candy. And I also did um, a a thing on, um, what do you call that stuff? Uh, a, a something that was specific to the state of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. So I did this little card that had a recipe of stuffies on it, which is a well-known thing that's used eaten in Rhode Island. It's basically stuffed cohogs or stuffed clams. Um, and so I put that in there for them. Um, and so that was interesting to do that. Uh, I, I've had some people make magnets. I mean, there's so many different things that they do. It's really cool. But, yeah, a lot of fun. And and the doors to the rooms are magnetic. So you, people will go crazy decorating their door. You're not supposed to use any tape or adhesive. So keep it magnetic. But you'll have magnets left for you. And you'll um, you're welcome to decorate with magnets. And inside your room too. Mm-hmm. Do the walls inside your state room? A lot of those are magnetic too, so you can hang stuff inside your room. As- yeah, just no tape, no tape, glue, sticky stuff. Um, so that- one thing I did get, and I I would actually want to bring that with me every time I go now, is somebody bought me a magnetic hook mm-hmm. that was really handy to be able to hang stuff off when you put in your room, whether it be your your you know a, a wet bathing suit or whatever. Um, Mm. You know, I don't remember exactly what I used it for, but I thought that was a really handy thing to do. So I would definitely do it. Right. And it's something simple. I mean, it really yeah. is simple, but it's something useful. I know I, I've i gotten things, you know, you get from journals to cups to um, ice cream. I got Sunday Sunday mix. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We thought at the same time. That's, yeah. That's not I, us, guys. <laughs> I had one. I, know, I had one family. They gave out like every room a bottle of fudge. And I mean, they went they went really way overboard more than needed and then i've done it before where i've got like mixed kind of toppings of like sprinkles and um whatnots that you can put on the ice cream people give them ice cream dishes because again you've got the free surf serve so why not um i had the ice cream dish i've had they had actually this these little tubes of fudge that you could do you couldn't really heat it up because there's no way of doing that but yeah um i suppose you could go to the the buffet yeah, you probably get a could. cup of hot water mm-hmm. and then put it in there to soften it up. Yeah, warm it up there. But we didn't do that. We brought that one home and then just ate, used the bowls for ice cream. So yeah. Oh yeah, I still have mine. But I know we've got I've gotten a little trinket dish. There's one that sits on my dresser that I've gotten. I I mean it's it, it's amazing. And as I said, it's like stuff you would have never otherwise had. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're gonna finish this on up. Um so we do want to thank you for listening to our two episodes on our our first Disney Disney Cruise Line experiences. 
and uh, we'll be sure to bring some more of that on. Um, kind of hoping this is a karma thing. We talk a little bit about cruising, and yeah. know, it comes to be again. So it will. we do want to uh, thank you for your time today, and also for those likes, shares, and subscriptions. And have a good night. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your dreams And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on social media. We're under Main Street to the World on both Facebook and Instagram. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. And this sucks. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast your gateway to the wonders of travel. We, we hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. April, Whitney, and I certainly thank you for listening today. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Main Street to the World to share your thoughts, experiences, and suggestions for future episodes. Thank you for tuning in to Main Street to the World. Until next time, keep exploring, keep adventuring, and keep making memories all around this incredible planet of ours. Safe travels, all!